the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We were too super... Should it what? be goodbye? Should it be goodbye? Oh, yes. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Goodbye <laughs> to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans. We are two t- nut fans. We're yeah. not fans at all. Uh, <laughs> this is no. That's going to be hard to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Anyway, uh, I'm Corey. <laughs> and I'm Adam. <laughs> Because this is Bizarro World. No, this is Bizarro Jerry. The Bizarro Jerry. Season 8, Episode 3. And you are listening on the free feed. And thank you guys. If you guys want to check out more of our episodes that you're missing out on, check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cartwright. Make sure you guys check it all out. But yes, as we mentioned, we are checking out The Bizarro Jerry. And this first aired on October 3rd, 1996. Corey, could you please give us that synopsis? Of course. The Bizarro Jerry. Elaine realizes that her boyfriend Kevin and his friends are the exact opposites of Jerry, George, and Kramer. Kramer starts working at a midtown Manhattan office. Jerry dates a beautiful woman with man hands. George (laughs) uses a picture of Jerry's girlfriend to infiltrate an underground model paradise. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> That's the wildest write-up I've ever heard ever, but you know what? I'll take it all, baby. Yeah, it's, it's a wild episode. A lot of stuff going on, so let's get going. You actually talked a little bit about this last episode, about this strange discussion that George and Jerry are having about being abducted by aliens. And like, uh, would you rather be in their zoo or would you rather be in their circus? And I'm with George. I would rather be in their zoo and you don't really have to do anything. And then maybe they'll actually give you a girl to hook up with and mate with. Whereas Jerry's like, but if you're in the circus, you get to see like go on the train and see the whole planet and everything. I'm with George, though. Oh, without question, you know, because I feel you'd get treated a little bit better in the circus. You know, they're going to train you and so they're going to probably whip you and they're going to, you know, you have to follow whatever they say. But in the zoo, you pretty much, yeah, you get to keep to your own schedule. Keep to your and own then, schedule. Yeah, <laughs> and then maybe they will give you somebody. And if they're not interested, and then who cares? You're pretty much in the same situation. And in the previous episode, we discussed the fact that you weren't quite in love with these cold opens. And I actually like them more than the stand-up, uh, especially if it's like this one where it's literally a cold open and has no connective tissue to the rest of the episode. I actually like that the most if they can just work in a little conversation about nothing, and that's what I love. And that's definitely what they do, but it just, I don't know. I feel like I am missing some kind of connective tissue, and I'm like, the storyteller in me, the editor in me is like, why the fuck is this in here if it doesn't need to be? And yeah. you're like, well, that's the whole point. And I'm like, well, that's what I liked about the stand-ups because there was some kind of connection to you. Yeah. And you're just like, but this is the show about nothing. And I'm just like, <laughs> God damn it. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I'm not sold on them yet. 
Yeah, and, and so actually, I mean, this is something that we'll call out to our fans. Uh, let us know uh, on the Facebook page or in the Patreon comment section. Uh, let us know what you think. Do you like these cold opens? Do you like them to be connected? Or do you like mm-hmm. them to be completely cold with nothing to do with the rest of the episode? All right, let's get into kind of more of the meat of the episode. And we see George and Kramer and Jerry. Uh, they are entering a building, this kind of like office building. Why are they there? Because Kramer needs to use the bathroom. And George knows the best bathrooms in the area. In which Midtown. is something that, yeah, they, they set that up like a long time ago, Yeah, uh, I feel. So I like that they kind of brought that back. And as a ex-Lyft driver in L.A., I knew all the best bathrooms as well. So it's just something <laughs> you, you learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he goes off for that. And a very attractive secretary comes in and sits down, you know, in like the, the front office area. Uh, she's beautiful. And Jerry, uh, you know, wants George to try out the whole widowed approach. You know what he did? He did that A-B testing uh, from the first episode of the season. And he wants him to try that but george uh it won't work he just knows you know he's too nervous he doesn't he's not confident yet yeah and there's a great little wordplay here that everyone says at least once like kramer says like don't wait for me and george is like really and jerry's like oh he knows and then somebody else says something and then this like george is like oh she's not gonna go for me and jerry's like how do you know and he goes oh he knows and i think he's referring to his penis you know but like there is a it is a fun little dialogue thing that's happening right there yeah yeah i agree absolutely so um and then at a diner not Monk's Diner. It's Reggie's. At, <laughs> at Reggie's, which actually we have been to Reggie's before. Yeah, we have. And yeah. I think we've referred to it as Bizarro Diner, which they before, actually yeah. refer to it in here as the Bizarro Diner. Yep. Uh, Elaine uh, is with Kevin, and she thinks that they should just be friends. You know, she's breaking up with him, um, even though as eager as she was to date him in the last episode, it is very uh, Elaine to kind of flip-flop. On that kind of situation. And though, um, you know, you hear usually, oh, I just want to be friends. And that's just the end of the relationship. Kevin, he's all for it. He's eager. He's like, oh, yeah, I think I'd like that. Just like you and Jerry. Let's do this. Let's be friends. Yeah. And as you mentioned previous episode, I think her hair looks great uh, in this one. It's, It's still short. And it looks more natural than whatever they did in the last episode. Yeah, this is our like kind of natural curly, but they have it kind of up in the back. Yeah, and it works. It still it looks very good. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Kramer leaves the bathroom at this office, and he ends up getting sucked in to kind of he's talking to, like about a copy machine. Yeah, and then gets ends up getting sucked into this office meeting. And the point. guy he's talking to about the copy machine is uh, James Lashore, and that dude, you look him up on IMDb, he has been, he's a huge TV actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff from like, you know, what's that show, Las Vegas, you know, like those hour-long procedural stuff. He kind oh, of bounces yeah. all over those shows. Okay, cool. Very cool. Uh, so, at Monk's, Elaine wants Jerry to try dating her friend Jillian. And he's like, eh, you know, I don't know. And she, then she whips out this picture. Uh, okay, she's very attractive. And he's like, well, what about this? And she just flips it around, and she's got all the stuff, all the stats. Yeah. She has <laughs> she like a baseball knows card. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a perfect little baseball card. And, you know, Jerry is like, okay, sure. You know, he's, he's, he's into it because Elaine has definitely done her homework on this. Uh, but George wants to use this picture pretending 
that that is the Susan, his dead fiance, because he wants to ask out that very attractive secretary. And the way attractive women work, Corey, is once you get in with one of them, you know, they, they want to know that, you know, you can be with one before you kind of kind of continue with them, you know, because they, they, they work in packs, basically. Yes. And I think he's correct in all of this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> Luckily, uh, we have Keisha and Myra, so we have all the hottest people we've already been with. So we know we are good with that. That is right. <laughs> yeah. So. And I know Myra doesn't listen. So, Keisha, please tell Myra that I agreed with Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, George goes to the office, and he very nonchalantly, well, I would say not nonchalantly, chalantly, uh, <laughs> flips out his wallet, and the picture falls down. She luckily doesn't see the back with all the stats. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that had a 50% chance of going wrong, right? <laughs> yes, so, but it, you know, goes right for him, and he uh, follows through with this fake story of that picture being Susan you know, his dead fiance and her death and whatnot. And you can kind of see the secretary kind of perking up at George. Yeah. And then a large group of people go to the elevator and Kramer is a part mm -hmm. of them. And George just slowly, you know, turns around as the elevator closes. <laughs> He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So, yeah. Uh, Jerry meets with Jillian at a restaurant. It's kind of like that. Side, I feel like it's the side restaurant that we've seen a couple times here before. Like, just that, that set there. Yeah. Restaurant yeah. set. Yep, exactly. We've seen. And he meets her, shakes her hand, <laughs> and we get a cut of her hands that are quite, I'll say, brutish. <laughs> She's man hands. This is She's... man hands. Yes. One of my all time, I mean, I think a lot of people's all time favorite. I don't know if you'd say girlfriends, but just like, you know, characters in, in Seinfeld. Like, I. Yeah, it's those, man hands. One off, like, you know, Jerry awkward uh, girlfriend moments. Man hands is right at the top. Yep. <laughs> she, I mean, she's up there with Mulva. I think she, she eclipsed Mulva. I think man hands oh, yeah. is what most people know. And I think you could even say to somebody who doesn't even watch man hands, or sorry, doesn't even watch Seinfeld, you could say man hands to them. They would. Get the reference. They, I think, meaning like, I think they would get the reference, what it means, and like, mm -hmm. it's a Seinfeld thing. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. This absolutely permeated like pop, pop culture, culture and, yeah, and it has become a thing. And then I'm sure many unfortunate women were called man hands if they had any kind of yeah. uh, you know less than stellar <laughs> feminine fingers. After yeah, this. yeah. And I'm the opposite. I have girl hands on my man body. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lady fingers. <laughs> there, about you that. there you go. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey -oh. And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal mm. is a joke. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark. 
a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean? Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Uh, so at Monk's, Jerry explains this whole man hands to Elaine. It's like a creature out of Greek mythology. I love that line. <laughs> she has hands of man. Hands yeah. of man. Uh, and then, yes, and then he goes right It's like she's a creature out of Greek mythology. I love it. Love it. Yes. So, um, you know... Uh, just, just a funny little moment, but Elaine also at this, at this point has to leave cause she's, uh, heading out to someplace uh, to white plains or whatever. And she needs Jerry to pick her up later. So just a quick little establishment there. Yeah. Cause earlier at monks, uh, she was talking about like, I guess how good of a friend Kevin was cause yeah. he'll, he'll go, he'll go to the, the, the museum of miniatures with her. And Jerry's like, yeah. but they're all so small. But my first thought was. I want to go to the Museum of Miniatures. I love miniatures. Damn straight. That'd be very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) uh, At Jerry's apartment in the morning, uh, we see Kramer in a suit making breakfast. And he's apparently he's working at that place. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's just some office place. Um, And we also find out he's not being paid. He's he's doing it for him because he's, he's, you know, he's ready to kind of get back out there. And I love when, when Jerry comes out, he's like, how long have I been asleep? And somebody in the crowd loved that. Yeah. But uh, And I do love when he asks, he's like, Kramer, what do you do there? And Kramer's like, TCB, taking care of business. I like that line. I jotted so, that too. I love that. I, I say that all the time. I'll say that to people. What What do you do over there? TCB, taking care of business. And it is a reference to Kramer. And then when he leaves with his, his little briefcase, Jerry's like, what you got in that briefcase? He's like, crackers <laughs> and then jerry just kind of like laughs and kind of like uh you know nods to himself like yeah that makes sense that makes sense i love yeah. it uh we get a little montage here of kramer at the office just my being whack ba- at the office yes. <laughs> the song my baby takes, takes the, the morning train, train. <laughs> she works from nine till five all day <laughs> yeah or whatever it's a uh, yeah it's- morning train by sheena easton yeah yeah and my favorite part is when he's actually bopping in his chair eating the crackers out of his yep. <laughs> it's exactly. so good it's so good i could tell those were ritz by the way yes of course of course they're ritz <laughs> yes i uh, love Ritz. Yeah, dude. Delicious. Those are the, probably the best crackers to eat plain. Yeah. yeah. You know what? They are probably are the best plain. I would say club crackers may be a nice second. Yeah. After agreed. that. I like agreed. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> what, are the, what, cra- what crackers are your favorites? Yeah, uh, listeners, do tell us your favorite cracker to eat plain. Are you a wheat thin person? Oh, wheat thins are know, good, by the way. <laughs> they are. Yeah, they're solid. But are you like those? Uh, what about those wafers? Like mm. the, the ones that are like, no, no, no. Or no. saltines. I cannot eat saltines by oh, themselves. No. Like the water wafers or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah no. the water wafers have no taste. No. Like, oh, man, I've been to some like cheese tasting parties and people buy those like uh, the water crackers. You know, those. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, 
they're awful. They have no flavor. Are, are they like, well, they, so you can so you can what enjoy the the, the cheese or the yeah, the topping, but but right? when it's but then I just eat the fucking cheese by itself. As you know, I have no problems eating a block of cheese, and so I'm like, I want a cracker to taste fucking good. <laughs> You're living the bachelor bachelor paradise, bro. <laughs> Oh, damn straight so. damn straight oh <laughs> uh, yeah what a joy what a joy uh george tells jerry that he got a date with that beautiful woman all right so the uh dead fiance line totally works uh elaine enters the apartment and we find out that jerry forgot to pick her up and she's kind of all upset she kind of again references Kevin and she had to ask him to come pick him up and she's just like man you know this guy he's he's really a considerate and true friend and Jerry you're really the opposite uh and so which of course signals Jerry to be like oh we're opposites so he he must be the bizarro Jerry yeah. which is of course a, a Superman reference and he, he actually explains the whole thing to Elaine about bizarro Superman yep and, and so. which is funny because you know, you and I have both read comics. We we know oh, yeah. Bizarro, but all yep. the things that she asks Jerry are all the things that I've always found problematic with Bizarro. It's like he's not fully an opposite. It's not an opposite <laughs> of everything. You know what I mean? But it, but I yeah. do like the fact that they address that, and then I like the fact that Jerry's like, never mind, just move past it. You know? Yeah, exactly. You can't dive too much into some of these comics log comic logic because yeah, sometimes it is quite flawed. Yeah, yeah. But so. you, I mean, you and I grew up. We we with comic books. We we are. Yeah well-versed in bizarro language and world yeah yeah very much so <laughs> all right in comes kramer it's been a tough day at the office he grabs a whiskey i was hoping it was going to be a hennigan's yeah no i, I yep. mean that's a twice that's twice that it's happened and it wasn't a hennigan's yeah yeah no uh but it's actually a johnny walker black yep i, I noticed could tell that. that yep i could tell yep. no so i've had johnny walker black label it's a it's a solid for it's a it's not that expensive it's like 40 bucks um, but it is a solid, like for a 750, um, it's a solid little whiskey. It's got like a tiny hint of peat to it. It's a blended scotch, uh, from, I believe Johnny Walker's from Speyside, Speyside or Highlands. I can't remember which, um, but yeah, it's, it's totally different. Maybe one day I will do a whiskey review on it on our, uh, Patreon on, on the curb episode. We'll see. Yeah. I was going to say guys and gals, uh, this is, this is obviously on the free feed. Um, if, if you want to hear Adam talk about whiskey for like five minutes before we get into curb, we do that on every episode of curb your enthusiasm. Adam has actually uh, reviewed a different whiskey every single episode, and he will do so until the end. So uh, it's it's really interesting. I'm actually learning a shit ton about whiskey and bourbon and you know and, and scotches and all that kind of stuff. So uh, if you if you like that, it's a nice little added bonus to the uh, to the curb your dis to the curb your enthusiasm discussions. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you can say it filler. It's not, I don't think it's filler. I don't think it's filler. I think it's fun. I think it's a fun little, yeah. a fun thing well, that we do. Yeah. It gave me something to do so I didn't have to create another podcast to talk whiskey because yeah. I've gotten really, I've nerded out on whiskey. And so as opposed to creating another podcast, which I just, and, I didn't And killing your do. liver by doing another yeah. podcast based on whiskey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because then, because I usually have some drinks when I'm with Corey and I didn't want to have drinks on this one. And then also for that one, it's like, <laughs> yeah. let's just tie them in together. I... 
I plan my weekly drinking around my recordings because everything yeah. that I record, I'm going to drink during. So I try to not drink on the off times. That there never usually happens. I usually drink every <laughs> single day. <laughs> I, I drink uh, uh, as well. I actually don't drink with beef up all that much when it's just me and John because John doesn't drink. Okay. And so he's not, I don't, you know, you know, I don't drink with him, but you drink. And so it's like, oh, I drink. So it's, yeah. like we're it's like we're, we're drinking together because we're yeah. buds. Yeah, I, so. I, I'm 100% with you on that, buddy. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. At this uh, very posh club, uh, we see George, who thought it was a meatpacking plant. He's there. He's with that uh, attractive secretary, and he's meeting all these model women, these friends of hers and whatnot. And he's, you know, doing pretty good. He kind of talks about this. Uh, his his dead wife shows a picture to this one lady who immediately is like, you want to go dance? And I'm just like, damn. Jesus. It works. It works, baby. <laughs> and I thought I thought that friend who asked him to dance was hotter than the one that he came in with. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, without question. So, all right, Jerry's at dinner with Man Hands, uh, a.k.a. <laughs> Jillian. And uh, this this is a phenomenal scene. Yeah. Phenomenal well, when, scene. When she's like, when she twists off his beer cap and he goes, <laughs> that's not a twist off yeah. i say that in my regular <laughs> life all the time if i if i can i'll say that and i love it's, it so much it's fucking hilarious because they start off on this eight and she's just ripping off this bread like just with her grotesque man hands the twist off thing which is great and jerry yeah jerry's response is fantastic then touching his face and he's got the eyelash i love it yeah yeah so so i wrote down that whole thing because my one of my favorite moments in all of jerry of seinfeld is this moment right here where she's like she, you got something on your face and he's like what and then she wipes it off and of course they use like a guy's hand and yeah. she goes make a wish and jerry goes i don't want to she's like make a wish and he goes okay and he blows and then he blows the eyelash off of her finger but then he looks down at her but her big hand still and he goes didn't come true <laughs> it's so, so good so good it's so good it's so good yeah. and it's funny and, because she's oblivious to it but yeah yep. he's very vocal about it you know it's <laughs> oh my god it's good bro yeah i adore this scene and it kind of is capped off when uh, they get their meal and she got the lobster, lobster. and she's just, she tears into it. Holy With shit. With her bare fucking hands. <laughs> yeah, which usually you're given like these, um, you know, claw, not these clap claw, like the, yeah, the uh, crusher things yeah. or whatever to, to do that, but whatever. It's awesome. Oh, man hands. Yeah. So Elaine and Kevin meet up with some of his friends at Reggie's. And it's the Bizarro friends. We get Bizarro George named Gene and the Bizarro Kramer named Feldman. Feldman. <laughs> Good old Feldman. Yeah. Which that actor, uh, Pat Kilbane, who played uh, Feldman, uh, was on Mad TV for like three years. So he actually ah. had some some good comedy chops. Okay, that that makes sense. It, you know, weirdly, I kind of recognize him, but also kind of not. I didn't watch a lot of Mad TV, but mm -hmm. I did watch a lot of Fox back then. So I would see mad tv ads and everything you know were, were you a big mad tv guy uh, i would pop it on every now and then but it wasn't a go-to to me it was a lesser snl was it and so i never dived into it did it compete with snl was it saturday nights as at the exact same time no 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 it did not go head to head okay but it just had that it had its own kind of you know sketch comedy feel and i was just like ah, it's not as good so yeah. i just didn't spend my time on it yeah. that much i mean it did put out some some good 
classic uh, comedians oh. and everything. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we already talked about, um, was it Michael, whatever his name is. Oh, shit. I forgot his name. Yes, yes. Uh, it was a couple episodes ago, last season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn it. Yeah, I, he, he was on the uh, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat yep, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his name was Michael something. Yeah, fucking, he's awesome. He's great. And we, we, everyone knows him and you and I were just having a brain fart. So, oh, well. Yeah. Uh, hey, so somebody's driving off the road right now. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck so. it. Uh, at uh, Monk's, George excitedly tells Jerry about making it to this model utopia club. And um, Jerry's like, okay, let's do it. Let's go. And George is like, no, no, you can't come. <laughs> he, t- he shoots him down uh, because, you know, he's got the key to this to this place and he wants to play the field. Yeah. And so he wants to go back. He doesn't want to go back with that other person. And I'm just like, oh, George here, buddy. Buddy, you are playing with fire. And J- and Jerry goes, so you're going to burn that bridge, too. And then George goes, flame on, which is a Fantastic Four reference yes. to the Human Torch, which is a True. another comic book reference. Marvel, which I thought was like, I was like, cool, they're actually making another comic book reference. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I actually didn't think of that, but you're right. That is totally a uh, comic book reference. But here we are getting overconfident George yeah. and we are going to have to see him fall on his face. We have to. It's it's a part of the procedure. It is. So, uh we see some more of the Bizarro people and uh just kind of at the at the restaurant they leave um you know they all end up leaving to go read at the library. This is something that the <laughs> the regular crew would never do. No. Um and I like how she because from what Jerry told her before about the way Bizarro talks to Superman and he says hello at the end, she just kind of like confusedly goes, hello, as they <laughs> as they leave saying goodbye because they are Bizarro. So yeah. it's cute. It's cute. It's I love cute. it. Uh, at the uh, at the May, at Jerry's apartment, uh, he tells Kramer that he's going to break up with Jillian, um, you know, with her meaty paws it's like he's dating george the animal steel the animal steel <laughs> so, a reference i didn't actually have to look up at all yeah. I, we knew that one because he's a he's a famous wrestler For, yeah back from the 80s and the 90s yeah yep yep but uh kramer he's just reading the newspaper he's not listening and that upsets jerry and you know they just they barely talk anymore <laughs> and they have i mean this is a funny little thing you'll see in a lot of sitcoms where you'll see like two guys play up this couple fight yeah. like this bickering that you'll have from like old married couples. Yeah. And it's a, it's a funny little thing and it works so well here. I, I love it. I love it. And I think it's perfectly played and perfectly placed right here. Yep. Absolutely. So, so Kramer heads out uh, and then Elaine comes in and she just needs to grab her address book. Uh, but uh, you know, we find out that she's there. Jerry finds out she's been hanging out with the bizarro crew and, and she is basically going to ditch, Jerry and his crew for them. She likes them better. And Jerry's whole system is breaking down right now. It's all breaking down. But Elaine, she thinks she's better than them. But what she doesn't realize is she's the exact same as Jerry, George, (laughs) and Kramer. She is. And we're going to see that uh, upcoming. George is blow drying his hair to, for you know going to party. He doesn't have enough hair to blow dry. He should just towel it. But come on, you gotta. I know you gotta. He blow dries the hair. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, he's got a giant poster of Dennis Franz from NYPD Blue right behind him, and he's like kind of trying to make his hair like that. And it's just it's funny, but it's also like a time capsule moment because there was yeah. a moment, a micro moment, where Dennis Franz was on this. You know, NYPD Blue was this massive 
massive hit show. I loved it. I watched it probably the first mm. three or four seasons, like, religiously. I was a big David Crusoe fan, too. Um, but, dude, for a micro moment, fucking Dennis Franz was considered, like, a sexy guy. Because, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my fucking God. I love it so much. And you and I just saw Dennis Franz in Die Hard 2 when we That's recorded right. uh, an episode of the sequels for the Blast yeah. from Our Past uh, Patreon. And we had, uh, we, we talked, remember, he's in Die Hard 2 is the yes. cop in there. And yeah, dude, Dennis Franz had a, had a moment, bro. Dennis Franz had a moment in time where he was king of the world. Wasn't there an episode where you see his ass? Yes. On NYPD that Blue? was a big deal, dude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, not Dennis Franz's ass is not one to get excited about on TV. No, no. It's, it's, it's worse than my ass. It's like it goes in. It's concave. It's horrible. <laughs> I saw it. I witnessed it. I saw that episode. <laughs> oh, poor. The poor man. So. Anyway, uh, so George, yes, uh, while he's blow drying his hair, he gets a phone call. And so he goes to pick it up, um, but he sets down his uh, his hair dryer, which is pointed right at the picture of Jillian that he's been using um, as the, you know, quote unquote, fake uh, dead Susan uh, for his story. And it, it, it burns it up. And so, fuck, he can't use it anymore. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, it's your two favorite podcast hosts, Adam and Corey from Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, and we have something very exciting to tell you about. That's right. We have decided to take on not just Seinfeld, but also Curb Your Enthusiasm, exclusive to our Patreon feed. So that means every single month, we go episode by episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. And the fun thing is, I've never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm before, so I am super excited to go down this road with you, Adam. But even better, when you join at the Curb Your Enthusiasm tier, you also unlock the complete back catalog of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast, totally ad-free. So you get Seinfeld, you get Curb, and you get Adam and Corey. What else could you want? I don't know, maybe to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body? Uh, I'm sorry, Corey, that's another tier. We're not ready for that yet. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, well, now back to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Uh, we see Jerry is breaking up with Jillian, does break up with her, and George calls him frantically, and he's talking to him quickly. He's like, oh, you got to get a picture. And Jerry, in a great line, I know you want to say this. Who is this? <laughs> so, I mean, has he done that before? But I can't remember if he has. I feel like he's I feel... fucked with George in the same way. If it wasn't the exact same phrase, he's fucked with him in yeah. the same way. Yep. And it's a, I love this line. Him fucking with him is great. Yeah. But George needs another picture of Jillian. Uh, and so Jerry's like, all right, fine. Fuck it. I'll, I'll try and find one. So she's in the bathroom <laughs> washing her hands. He, he goes in through, starts rummaging through her purse like an idiot. And she, uh, she, he pulls he pulls up the picture. Aha, he got one. And then in comes her bulbous man grip and grabs his hand. And you even hear like a little crunching. crunch. Yeah, he's so crunching. And then Jerry's like, oh, I love it yeah. when Jerry's scared. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. It's so good. I mean, and it works. Like, I know you all have seen it. I know everyone out mm -hmm. here there listening has seen it. But. It works because the hands are so manly, and it works because you can tell 
that it's like a man actor and they just had to put the same shirt on him. So like his arm is even filling out the shirt differently than she does. But it all works because it's so fucking funny. (laughs) It is. It is. I mean, it's. I, I've shat on some of the more farcical things yeah. that Seinfeld has done before, like that little chase scene before. Yeah. But this is farcical, but in a still believable manner. You know, like I still be- I believe this beautiful woman has the hands of a man. <laughs> the hands of a man. Like a Greek mythology creature. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And it, just, it just works. So um, Kramer comes in late. And Jerry's all upset. He sits in the dark. I mean, this is such like a classic, like, you know, you think what old married couples do. You know, the the quote unquote wife is sitting at home angry that the husband is coming home late. And the the dinner's getting cold. Dinner's getting cold. And they just start bickering and shit like that. Um, But, you know, they decide to go out to try and like rekindle or whatever. So they go out. And on the street, and he's all excited. He's like, oh, call George. And so on the street, the three of them are walking, and they see Elaine. And then on the other side of Elaine is the Bizarro crew. <laughs> so you have George, Kramer, and Jerry on one side, and then Gene, Feldman, and Kevin on the other, kind of meeting <laughs> together with Elaine in the middle. And, you know, she... Uh, it's it's just, every bit as awkward as it would yes. be in real life, because we've all sort of been in weird situations where you meet your friends other friend group that you don't really have a connection to yeah. and then most people are like I don't want to keep the I keep the worlds from colliding most people are but it usually happens at birthday parties and you run into the <laughs> other person's friend group and then you're just yeah. like hey and they're like hey you know and it's it's I love it I love that whole awkward scenario yeah so Elaine is kind of like looking between the two groups. She 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 sees George, Jerry, and Kramer like bickering in the, between themselves. She looks back over to the Bizarro group, and they're giving a homeless guy money. Yeah, <laughs> they're so good. They're so good. You know what? And she's like, you know, fuck you guys. I'm gonna go hang out with this Bizarro crew. I'm gonna hang out with these other guys. And George, I love how he steps up. Hey, can I come too? I'm sorry. We've already got a George. We've already got a George. <laughs> and I love how they even cut to that guy and he kind of smiles and nods, you know, even though his name is Gene, but he knows exactly. I'm the George of this group. He does. Yeah. So it's great. So she leaves. Uh, Kramer then has a little scene with his boss, quote unquote, at the place he's been working and he's getting fired. And the best part of this point is where he's like, well, I don't even work here. And the guy's like, and that's what makes this so hard. Because the guy <laughs> so would have kept him on. But yeah. but the like the reports that he turned in, he's like, they're not even wrong. They're just like, I, I don't even know what this is. And I think we can relate. It's like if it's if one of us were literally yeah. in that position and we wouldn't know what the fuck to do. No. But like they all loved having him a part of me. He's like, that's what makes this so hard. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Good. Uh, George tries to hit on uh, some more people at the club, but he doesn't have the picture of Jillian from before. He cut out a magazine ad. Yeah. And that is his wife, is his quote unquote dead fiance. But he happens to give that ad to the model who was actually in that ad. <laughs> in <the> ad. <laughs> and so now he's getting kicked out. And I love how the bouncer's like, this is a private party. And he yeah. escorts him out. <laughs> yep. So he's fucking, he's fucking done. He has fu- fallen on his face like we knew would happen. Yep. Then another great scene here. Love this scene where Elaine goes to Kevin's apartment and 
This is the Bizarro apartment. So complete I, with a statue of Bizarro. Did you notice that? I did a Bizarro Superman statue. This was the first time I've ever noticed that that was there. Oh. And by the way, that was a custom uh, statue. The writer uh, has it still in his apartment to this day. Um, but cool. everything in this apartment is opposite to the point where the 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 locks are in a different order. They actually uh-huh. use the locks. Uh, yep. Jerry has car posters. They have uh, horse posters. Yep. Um, it's it's completely reversed. I mean, they really thought about everything had to be exactly opposite of Jerry's and it's exactly. and, and the fact that they had to build this set and everything it's it's worth it dude it's so fucking worth it it is wonderful some other things that I know so you already called out a good bit of them um Jerry has that bicycle that's hanging yeah but uh but Kevin has a unicycle yep yep hanging yep. <laughs> uh we all know Jerry has a has bunch of like kind of uh, wild food stuff and a bo- bunch of boxes of cereal where Kevin's stuff is very organized and he has a bunch of different types of pasta Yeah, uh, yeah. where he has his stuff. Um, and then where Jerry, you've seen Jerry's shelf before, which has a bunch of different movies where Kevin has a bunch of different books. Oh, I see. I so, was trying to pause and see what they were. So they're books. They're not VHS yep. tapes. Okay. Yep. Um, and... Then we even get some just other bizarro things that we love where we know Kramer comes in at will. He just he just busts open the door and comes in whenever he wants. Here we have Feldman from across the hall who comes in every time and they have to unlock every single lock to get him in. And then and he brings all them groceries and, this time. He, <laughs> yes. Well, at the end, yeah, we get a tag of that later. Um, but we also meet a FedEx employee. <laughs> Fargus. 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 <laughs> ah, but he's super friendly yeah. with Kevin. Ah, Fargus. And we get a little wonderful little like the exact opposite of the Newman. Yeah, I think it's, it's Bizarro cool. Newman. I love it. I love every bit of this. Yes, it's absolutely fantastic. We find out that Felvin got them tickets to the Bolshoi. Oh, I think it's also a good little thing where Kramer is always taking things. Feldman yeah. is always giving yep. things. Yep. And so he gave them tickets to the Bolshoi. And Elaine does her classic get out and she uh shoves is it shoves kevin or shoves Sh- Selman? I she can't shoves kevin onto the ground shoves yeah. kevin and he's on the ground that's right and he's all hurt now and they're all like you know uh, just in awe dismay of how she could hurt him like that and she's like oh i'm so sorry i like a jeans response haven't you done enough and she, has to, <laughs> she just kind of leaves in disgrace and she can't leave because there's too many locks and she's trying to open them yeah Yep, it's very confusing. So uh, we cut to a meatpacking plant. This is apparently the club where George thought was. Kind of a little tie back to when he said, I thought this was a meatpacking plant. Yeah. And he thought the club was all there. And we see under the sawdust... Uh, there is a mag- the magazine picture that George brought in. Ha <laughs> ha. So that is the club. I do like that a lot, actually. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yep. And you and- know what I really like in The Stinger? The fucking theme music, the Bizarro theme music in the Stinger. It is Bizarro. It's almost like they're using dissonant chords. I don't think they're doing it backwards, but they're doing something like different kind of notes. Yeah. That just, it sounds Bizarro. It sounds weird. It does. And so, yeah, we cut back to that Kevin's apartment where Kevin, Gene, and Feldman are at, and they're just being good people. Yeah. They're just being particularly <laughs> wonderful people. And here's where Feldman brings Kevin groceries, yep. and then they all kind of embrace, and they hug, and I think that's a perfect little thing, because one of the Seinfeld mottos yep. is no hugging, yep. and yet they all embrace each other like that and then of course what does he say 
me so happy, me want to cry. And I was like, that's so perfect. Oh, because that is a bizarro, that's a bizarro, uh, thing. bizarro Superman line. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Guys and gals, I'm not going to mince words. This has always been one of my favorite episodes of all time. Uh, and you know what? It did not let me down. Our discussion did not let me down. This might be one of my favorite episodes of Cartwright as well. Uh, I had so much fun talking to you about this. I, I, what, I, what do I love about this episode that I didn't already say? Uh, I love how connected every single thing is. This is such a tight episode and it moves fast but and we've 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 mentioned before when episodes move fast in, in a bad way this moves fast in a good way i i could live in it more but i think it's the right amount of time i'm glad it's not a double episode because i think it's perfect mm-hmm. the way it is truly and 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 i love what everybody is doing it is doing in in it i love what jerry's doing i love george i love kramer i love the bizarros and i love elaine and i love manhand so much and i'm gonna give this five manhandled lobsters out of five (laughs) okay this is a super fun episode the bizarro stuff is great and honestly i could have even used more bizarro stuff not going to lie. Uh, George's overconfidence in his, with his dead fiance story biting him in the face is exactly what we needed. We needed that rise and that fall all in one episode. I can really appreciate that. Kramer's story is kooky about the whole working in this office. It is very Kramer, and I appreciated that. Um, Jerry and Manhands was phenomenal. Absolutely hilarious stuff as well. I enjoyed all the different storylines. And I, even with that first scene that I didn't care for because it was just, did had no tie-in, I have not changed my score at all. I wanted to maybe knock something. I just couldn't think of anything. So I gave this five Feldmans from across the hall out of five. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's so good. I didn't, dude, I didn't expect to get a five out of a five no. on the third episode of this season. Um, but it, it happened. And I'm so yeah. happy that it did. I'm so happy that this episode lived up to what I loved about it and remembering. I assume mm. you didn't really mention, but you you loved it before, oh. right? You've always oh, loved yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah, with, between Manhands and the Bizarro yeah. stuff, that, that absolutely. Now, George's Stein is, is funny, but I've never... I, those two are the highlights, yeah. and I like Kramer's because it's wild, and I like Jerry or George's because he has his overconfidence and fall yeah. from grace. But the other two, the Bizarro and Manhands, are the shining so, moments. So good, so good. And this is where the writer did sort of talk about how the fact that they are the second generation Seinfeld writers mm-hmm. and they actually get to enjoy pulling from from stuff that they they liked in the past and this obviously was a, a, a Superman thing like everyone yeah. at this point already knows what kind of a fan Jerry is of Superman and I love that this whole episode just like the 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 running one uh in season six six i believe where you know they he had to run and with lois lane and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. i love these episodes that are they're not just like a reference to to like superman or the comic books it's trying to like 
inhabit it and be a part yeah. of it and bring it in and and I love it and it's just man it's fun dude I hope this is an indication of what this season's going to be now I will say our next episode is the little kicks another mm-hmm. one that I I think is one of my favorite ones so I'm hoping that when we go in and watch it that it maintains that uh but I do remember loving the little kicks so I hope this this strong train keeps on going through this season yeah, yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I'm excited to see where season eight takes us because um, we both had a less than stellar last episode. Yeah. Um, but we both enjoyed the, the first, first episode myself a little bit more than yeah. you. But I think there is some strong potential looking at just the names yeah. of some of these episodes. I'm like, who this one could contest for the best of uh, any season. We will have to see which, you know. I don't think I would have assumed season eight and nine would be a best of Seinfeld, but there is a chance, man. And I am really eager to watch the rest of this. I am too, buddy. I am there for all of it. And uh, yeah, man hands. What a great, great time. You know what else is a great time? Throwback trivia takedown. If you, if you guys love trivia and I know a lot of people out there do the trivia podcasts are very popular. I would say they're almost as popular as true crime podcasts. And, uh, right now you guys are rocking and rolling with throwback trivia takedown. Tell everybody out there what that show is all about, buddy. Yeah, it is a, uh, trivia podcast where we bring people on. They do head to head competitions of, uh, different categories, mostly, uh, pop culture based from the fifties all the way up to the two thousands, different, like nostalgic. Cause there's, you know, kind of as a throwback of all the different, uh, trivia things, but really, you know, you can write trivia questions, you know, kind of word them into that spot, but they're, they're, it's a really fun show that I've been doing with my brother for a while. We're in the midst of a tournament right now, uh, which is going to take a hot minute, but we really really digging it and a lot of people seem to be enjoying our show so we're really excited about this nice um yeah and almost excited as we are about podcasting after dark (laughs) thank you buddy uh yeah check out podcasting after dark i don't really plug uh the sub shows too much but we have a show on pod on the podcast after dark feed called tv obscura and Mm. i think you all out there might enjoy it uh basically what we do is zach and uh, our buddy diallo which uh adam you haven't met but i'm sure you would love not, I would love to. Yeah, I need, I need to get him on one of our shows or have him as a guest on BFOP or Throwback Trivia at some point. That would be really cool of you, dude, and I can get you in contact yeah. with him. Um, yeah. We uh, we basically we talk about uh, obscure TV shows from our youth, and uh, right now we're like 20-some in, and we do about three shows an episode. So there's a lot of weird, obscure 80s and 90s TV shows Go check it out. If you, if you like that yep. kind of stuff, go check it out. It's on the podcast, After Dark Feed. I think you all might uh, might dig that. Uh, but I know you all will dig Talking Back. I know you will dig Action Action. I know you will dig People Don't Forget. And every other show that we have on the BFOP network, also lovingly referred to as... BFOP! You know, I'd love those, dude. I really do. Like, we, we I feel like we stopped doing them for a while, kind of like Kramer getting the cheers. We stopped doing uh-huh. them for a while, but I always missed them, and I'm glad <laughs> we're doing them again. So check go. out every show you can find out. You can find every show on our network at bfopnetwork.com. Again, that's bfopnetwork.com. And if you'd like to support the show, obviously check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash Cartwright. And a free way to help us out is to leave us 
a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. Guys and gals, He's Spotify right. are do, is doing ratings now. And they don't allow you to do like a write-up, so all you have to do is leave us a five-star. It'll take two seconds, but if you listen to us on Spotify, please leave us a five-star review there. Yeah, much appreciated. And we will see all of y'all next week when we talk The Little Kicks. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hello, everybody. I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.